0: My name is Jimmy Purdy, shop owner, master tech, transmission builder, and the host of the Gearbox podcast. Here I talk with new and seasoned shop owners, as well as industry professionals about day-to-day operations within their own shops and all the failures and successes that come along the way. From what grinds your gears to having to shift gears in the automotive industry, this is the Gearbox podcast. Back to the Gearbox. How's it feel to be back again? man hey, third third time to try I don't say third ah, time. I man. got it before you can say it oh. My <laughs> i saw I saw it coming it's out of uh, your face,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so well, that means I must be doing something good, huh
0: <gasps> yeah it's not, I mean you show up that's all important you're a day late, but that's okay
1: you know, not proud of it, but
0: i I felt like we talked last week about Monday, but
1: that's okay I don't, you know what i don't I'm not even gonna uh, spill, you know I'm not even gonna cry over spilt milk, you know what Agree to disagree, okay. Leave it at that.
0: You know that's a that's a big one in the industry, though, isn't it? Everybody agrees to disagree. Yeah. Is there a right way to skin a cat? There's so many ways to skin a cat. Like, what's the right way? Hey, we got to talk about that Ford.
1: What's up with that F one hundred and fifty? Well, believe it or not, believe it or not. I think we might have found the issue. You found it.
0: So, this is the one with the injectors, right? Or the PCM. Remember we talked about it last yeah, time. Right. Right. So. This is the headache one you did. What did we do? We did. You did all the coils.
1: You did all the injectors or no, something it, like that? Well, I mean, it's got, it's got a coil pack. So, we did the coil pack. The coil we did pack every right. Everything the ignition it's a modular
0: V6 4.2. Yes. Garbage. Ford.
1: Yes. So, yeah. we did all the ignition system. And no results. And finally, we did the swapperoo on the injectors. Oh, man. Sounds good. Sorry, didn't mean to dis- d- distract you. It's <laughs> the only way I can get you here. <laughs> so we did the swapperoo on the injectors. And lo and behold, the man, getting goosebumps.
0: You like this stuff, huh? <laughs> good stuff.
1: Back at it again.
0: It helps a little bit. Loosen you up a little bit. You're Listen so high strung, you know? I, I can know. hear it in your I voice.
1: To, and I need to calm down. So did that. Um and lo and behold, the, the misfires moved with the injectors. I was like, Okay, there's injectors. So we did the injectors and still the same issue. Well, that's when you took over and I don't know what you did to do that. You made it worse. Now, So
0: <laughs> now we're gonna we're gonna take that back a minute here. <laughs> That's what I get for trying to help.
1: That's always that's what always show happens. Show up on a Friday yeah, yeah. at
0: four o'clock Kay. when it's raining with a V six four point two Ford. <laughs> Never nevertheless it being owned by a company that I'm not super fond of, <laughs> but I'm gonna fix the vehicle. I don't I don't care who the person is. We're here to fix the vehicle and I put my pride away. I put my pride away for you, and I was like, you, you know you what? Did.
1: You did. Give you props for that. You did.
0: And what happens to me? I end up in the back of a cop car. <laughs> One thing oh, led to man. another, and I'm sitting in the back of a PD car on the side of the Thirteenth Street Bridge.
1: Yay me! Oh man. Shall, man. shall I
0: elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a cliffhanger? There? Does that uh, get man, people interested in what I'm talking man, about?
1: Man, better you than me, though. So.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: So um, anyhow, so we went back at it today, just happened to look down. Actually, one, one of my other guys actually caught that. So we had replaced the belt already once before because the edges of the belt was starting to come apart. I was like, and I noticed that it was one groove over. So I was like, that's weird. Okay, we'll replace the belt, let, let it be. So that was few weeks ago so once again he happened to be looking down i was like hey the belt's coming off again so i looked down and sure enough it was coming off the the crank i was like wait a minute here it's not right so we started looking into it and lo and behold both missing on the crank so the pulley started starting to walk out and that's the reason why it quit because it didn't pick up the crank signal.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I knew I I knew it had to be something like that. So actually, it's,
1: for some reason, the bolt broke off. I mean, we it got, broke off. In the broke crank. off. So we luckily that other piece was able to come oh, out easy, easy, yeah, easily. Okay. So I was like, whew. Yeah, it would have been a fun like, one oh to extract. Oh Yeah. So no. So luckily, you know, we were able to locate a bolt, put it in. Tighten it up, start it right up. And I was like, all right, at least it starts. Now the main, main. The-
0: well, the misfire is probably because of the crank trigger was uh, yeah. off, right? So it's probably all all the same thing. Yep. You know? So I've. The, import- I'm very- the importance of inspections and making sure that stuff's written down. I feel like we got to dive into that too for the free diagnostic crowd out there and the free. The free, 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 I just just tell me what's wrong with it, I'll go fix it myself. And I think that encapsulates how looking at every single component of the vehicle is important, isn't it? You know, like something as small as the belt just being a little tattered. The belt looks like a little worn, but what would that have anything to do with a misfire? You know what I mean?
1: we well, never I wouldn't have thought of anything
0: right but, but if it's written down documented as you're moving through your yeah. your your diagnostic process you know hey you know the bell hey maybe the, well it's a crank trigger and what, uh, let's let's look at this a little bit deeper here let's see what's
1: going on with this you know
0: I mean hindsight's always easy to look at it like yeah. that yeah it is but I mean for me it oh. wasn't a fun day
1: no, it wasn't. I feel I feel horrible about it. I feel no, like you know. I just. I feel, feel yeah, I do, I do. I yeah, do. I feel don't. like I just dropped it off on you. No, like, here I you go. I feel like so, I, when
0: I called you, you hung up and you started laughing. <laughs> you know,
1: I ain't gonna lie. There's a
0: small, there's a small <laughs> part of you that found just a little bit of joy and thought of me sitting on the side of the road no, in just, this particular vehicle. No, no,
1: no. You know, it, it, I feel I feel horrible. I was like, man, that could have been me. I was like, hey, it could be me right it should, there. Have been you. it should have been me yeah you're right but
0: I'm glad it was you though so it came in and I'm I'm looking at it it's got we got a random misfire right plug wire was off I don't know if we went over that but for yeah. whatever reason the the plug wire on cylinder on the opposite side five, of the, yeah 5 it was, it was, five was had yeah. fallen off so we get that back plug it in oh it's cool and I'm like oh look you idiot you had the plug wire off so then I drive it over to your place and uh and then you said, "Well, it, it was actually—it was actually not as bad. It had a minor misfire, and maybe go drive. Oh, let me go drive it. Then I, I just, you know, I figured it was, you know, out of gas or the plug wires off. That would be that easy, but it wasn't that easy. So I take off, go back, and turn off. I pick up that misfire you're talking about on the freeway.
1: So you, no, did, f- you did. I did. It. I did feel it. I did. Okay. I felt exactly what you are talking about, like oh, yeah. a little
0: bit of kicking. Like, yeah. oh, that's kind of weird. Um, okay. So let's get back." So we get back to the shop. By the time I get there, the plug wire had fallen off. At like, uh, we get up to like 46 East. And I turn over on a Buena Vista, so about you know four or five miles from your place. Um, it starts getting real bad. I'm like, fuck, plug wire fell off again. Well, it wasn't for lack of trying, you know. So I get it back. I recrimp the little end of the wire to make sure it's on there solid. Get all my pico scope hooked up. You know, I'm on the, I'm at the PCM and I'm watching the driver output of the coils. You know, I'm on the three. Cause it's got the three outputs for the the twin cylinder, like the one, three, right, the the f- whatever. So I'm in I'm in all three outputs of the coil drivers, and I'm watching them fire. Then I have one on the injector because I want to watch when the injectors stop firing if it goes into misfire. Anyway, so I'm now I'm going down the road. I get like around the corner from the shop, all of a sudden full shutdown. TAC light comes on, no throttle response. It just dies on me. And I remember you had said that, that, that earlier that when you brought it over, you're like, that's weird. I got on the freeway and I go to hit the throttle and there was no response. And I'm like, Oh, my fucking thing's doing it to me. What the hell? And I look down and it's like, sure enough, no fuel, uh, and no spark, like nothing. But of course it's like instantaneously dead. And I'm like, I can just barely coast it over to the side of the 13th street bridge. Now, mind you, this is a bridge that goes over a river and it's raining and it's a four lane bridge
1: with no shoulder. So, no a lot of people <laughs> were hating. A lot of people were hating you. This is like 4:30 <laughs>
0: on a Friday.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's
0: raining. And I'm like, I'm not. Oh man! I'm so I'm under the hood. I'm like checking, make sure none of my back pros maybe you know mess with anything. Make sure everything's tight. And it's got a you know, it's got that hard crank where it's like obviously it's off time. Like something, something feels like it's off time. And it's like, well, there's no point in trying to crank it. I ain't going to get this thing started. And so the next thing I know, freaking Petey pulls up behind me.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: And I'm calling you, hey, come get me. Mind you, okay, so, so y'all probably don't know, but my, my my place is like maybe a quarter mile from his. Like you go up River Road, maybe a 100 yards, take a right across this bridge, take a left on Paso Street, and he's about 300 yards down on the left. Pretty close. Pretty close. So I'm like on that bridge. I'm like, you got to come get this thing. And I'm like getting ready to get all my gear. Like I'm just like ripping shit out, like rolling it up. Like it's uh, time for me to go. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Walk, I'm walking. I'm on.
1: walking. I'm walking.
0: <laughs> I'm out. And the PD pulls up behind me. So I get out and I'm like, okay, hey, this is the deal. Whatever. It's not my truck. I don't want anything to do with this thing. Yeah. Wow. i'm not even supposed to be working wow. on this right now okay. i have no okay. work order this is the <laughs> okay. guy the guy the guy <laughs> wow. the shop okay. that it's supposed to be at he's coming to get it so we'll just wait for him oh well can you just hang out with the truck till he gets here i guess sure so i go back in the truck and i'm like sitting there i can't sit here all day this is crazy i was like it was probably only like five minutes but you know
1: it's, like, <laughs> it felt like an eternity
0: and I'm just waiting for the owner of this company, of this vehicle to come pulling up. Like, I do not want to talk to this guy. Like, we've we we we've had our... Uh, we'll just say it was one of the clients in the early years that I had to fire um, that you were gracious enough to take on for me, so... I, I do appreciate you taking uh, him off my back. But anyway, that that's the situation. So I'm just trying to get out of there. You know, I got all my stuff, my laptop, all my scope, my bleeds all rolled up. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start. I start walking. I'm like, hey, look, he'll be here any minute. Like, tow it if uh, if he's not. Oh, like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> just do what you got to do. Yeah. I got to go. Okay. And <laughs> okay. He's like, well, I'll just give you a ride. I'm like, okay. So I go to jump in the front. He's like, no, no, you got to get in the back. I'm like, it's been uh, a long time wow, since I've been in the back okay. of one of
1: these. It's like jumping, in. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't remember. I remember being a lot more room back here. Man, if it was me, I'd probably be in handcuffs. I'll get it right and put on the handcuffs first. <laughs> like it's just, just, just protocol. It's what we do. Wow.
0: Yeah. But- so now I'm sitting in the back of a freaking cop car on a Friday with it raining out. How did this happen to me? <laughs> How am I in this situation right now? <laughs> and then Christian, another local guy here tow company comes pulling up behind me and is that your buddy i'm like that's not the buddy, buddy but <laughs> that is a buddy <laughs> and so he hops out he's like i'll go grab my tow truck right now we'll, we'll tow it and I'm like oh that's awesome but i can't get out you got to let me out i can't these doors don't open from the inside <laughs> but he doesn't hear me because the window's up so the cop he's like rolls his hook. it was like i think it was armstrong the cop uh armstrong he's, Hey, he's got you. Got to let him out because he wasn't about to get out of his car. It's freaking raining <laughs> cats and dogs right then. It's like coming down hard. You got to let him out. That yeah, was funny. Wow, T- definitely an adventure. It's and sick. then, sure enough, we get it loaded up and towed. And I'm, you know, with Christian now. We're we're going down to your place. And what do you know? Speak of the devil. Yep. Who's got to show up at your place? Oh, I saw my truck on the side of the bridge. So I thought I'd stop by and see what's going on. Well, it's getting fixed.
1: That's what's going on. <laughs> Gotta love it! Gotta oh my it. God,
0: this turned into a circus. It just went so it just went south so quickly. Uh, How does that happen on such you're, you're, you're a? beautiful... Right. It wasn't a nice day. Well, it did. It started out it blue and it started nice. raining at like noon, and yeah. then it just
1: kind of like got worse from there. And, it was know. supposed to be just a simple Friday. Just, <laughs> just I was to- <laughs> supposed to just go over there, come here. Hey, can you could just give me some insight? Another fresh pair of eyes, and just take a look at this and what you think. And it just turned out to be what it did a lot of other people's Fridays too.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of people relating to that.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be, right? Yeah. We can't be
0: the only ones doing that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. think I don't think so.
1: Not the only Jammucks uh, around here doing that kind uh, of stuff. <laughs> Could we be that lucky? Who knows? <laughs> but I'm glad I you know, but uh, I'm I'm glad I mean I think I have very I'm very positive that this is the fix. So I'm just kind of excited and eager tomorrow to just take it for a drive and if that thing's good to go, then I'm. Oh my God! I'll be excited? Next, I, I
0: think you're confusing excitement with anxiety, but it's well, okay. You're
1: probably right. <laughs> you're right. That's, I think it's a hard thing a for everyone. You know, it just, it's just anxiety. You're seeing them drive up the parking lot, and it's like checking up on it. I was like, Oh my God! What do I have to say about this right now? I don't like, know, what, what's
0: Dane, what's Dane Cook say? He says, uh, "Maybe you're just you just so you you confuse excited right. with ex- anxiety." Because maybe you're anxious, but really you're just so excited Save. that you're gonna win.
1: <laughs> that
0: you're gonna yeah, you're, win. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> you just might. Well, I think that that's important to talk about with um with the free diagnostic stuff. I mean, so obviously we're really close as far as you know genre and like clientele, and obviously in the same town. But everyone's got a different way of like taking on that free work or that or giving that free information you know you take one in you do your courtesy check or do you or do you pay f- or do you have them pay for your inspection or do you do free assessment and then add like two hours of diagnostic i mean there's so many different ways of doing it but at the end of the day it's all about the numbers right so if the, the numbers make sense they make sense but for me we've always done the 150 fifty dollar assessment if it needs further advanced assessment, we'll just well. Okay, we need another hour at uh, a a tiered labor rate, right? If it's electrical or whatever, and we'll just kind of pinpoint it that way. But I've always done that to just try to weed out right away. Like, are you do you want to spend money? And I think like we talk about the retainer kind of fee, yeah, right? And that makes sense. And that's kind of how I started. I never look at it that way, but I just want to like look. It's hundred fifty bucks for me to take it and look at it. It's not 150 bucks for you to drop it off, but I'm going to spend an hour with it so you're getting something out of it, but I'm not going to just like run codes, get an idea of what's going on, and then you're going to be like, "Oh, okay. Well, thanks for that." Like, do I owe you anything? No, don't worry about it. I only had like 10 minutes like cuz it's hard to justify that. It takes you 5-10 minutes, I mean even though it's your $10,000 scan tool. Yeah you're only looking at it for five or 10 minutes to pull codes and quit, take a quick look under the hood. And so it's hard for you to justify that five or 10 minutes to charge. And you're just like, Oh, well it's goodwill. I'm doing them a favor. Yeah. It'll come right back. Right. Like, and I was like, I got away from that so quickly, but I don't know if, no, I, I got
1: to say that I I'm pretty guilty on that. I, I still do it. And I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't seem to get myself out of that rut of doing it. Right. I, mean, I don't I don't know if it's so if it's right or wrong though. That's the thing. I, I I mean for me it just I don't know. I just figure okay it's like I tell customers that when they call me call me about a check engine I thought I say, you know what? Bring it in. I'll scan it. Kind of give me an idea, give me prepped of what I'm gonna be facing, what I'm gonna be dealing with. And I said the code I'm going to be extracting doesn't tell me the answer. It just tells me, gives me an idea of what I'm going to be looking at, what I'm going to be testing. Right. That's like, so. But I like to get a head start on it. If you're going to bring it in a certain day, I like to get a head start on it, get myself informed, get myself prepped, and all that, mm-hmm. and and once, that way, once it's here, I know what to check, what to test, and that just makes the process a lot faster.
0: Yeah, do your research.
1: Yeah, I always look at codes as like a zip code, yeah. And then like, then you got then you yeah. got to find the street address, yep. you know. Yeah. So that's what I that's that's my that's my process, and you know, de- depending on what the code is, uh, that's what that's where I decide whether. Well, it's it's a pretty straightforward code. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's uh, I mean, I will just yeah. But how just, do you like how do you manage that as like an operating procedure?
0: You're the only one that you're I right. Mean, I can. You can, and that's. I mean, it takes the the skill of of a, of a good technician to say okay, um, what's a good. Uh, I don't know. What's a good example of that? Like an evap code versus a misfire code, to know the difference there and the, and the time it's going to take. Right. You know, but even still, an evap code can definitely send you in circles, okay. and some guys hate evap codes. I think they're pretty simple. There's not a lot to the system that you've got to do. I've never had one really, I uh, had a couple kick my ass a little bit, but not as bad as like a PO 300, yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I mean and like for transmission codes, those are simple for me. I can take most transmission codes and get a pretty damn good idea what's going on. It comes in with a you know, a dodge with a PO eight sixty eight line pressure code and the fluid's black. It's like that's a pretty easy diagnosis. <laughs> you need a transmission. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So but that's like are you are you expecting your techs that you hire to have that knowledge? And then so now you're gonna work your text into that. Operating procedure, like you know, so it's like you got to standardize everything right. and you got to say, Hey, you know what? That is a simple thing for most A level veteran techs to know, but that's not who we're
1: feeding on the majority. Does that you know, make sense? No, that makes sense. And you know what? And for the most part, since I'm the one answering the phone calls most of the time and I get these calls, whenever I tell a certain customer, Yeah, bring it in, I'll check it out and see what code comes up just scan it, whatever. I usually make sure that I do that because I know what I'm going to do versus have having them come in and just have anybody else album. Yeah. They're going to want to, they're going to want to expect diagnostic time and all that. So I typically try to, jump in there what's what's the thought behind that
0: is is like is that fear motivated or what's the motivation behind wanting to to take head on
1: and bottleneck kind of yourself like that Uh, you know what i've been trying to figure it out this whole time i know (laughs) i i've I've been i've been the same thing you've been asking me i've been asked before and i just i don't have there's no rhyme or reason why do that i think is just well i don't think i don't and i don't think like you need to look at it necessarily being the
0: wrong thing if you're making money and every, everything that shop's phone, like is it the wrong thing i don't know i but if you don't like that if you don't like looking back at over a year and realizing that you're in that position then i think it's important to kind of reflect like why am i bottlenecking myself why am i pitch, like i mean you can have qc i'm, I'm, I'm qc like I, I make sure i look at every vehicle before it leaves you know like yeah. and, and i think
1: i think you should I mean, I you think should.
0: It should. And I think that's... But should I? I don't know. Like, is that... I? You know what I mean? Like, well, just because it's what I do doesn't mean it's like the right thing to right? do. No, right?
1: But I, I, I believe in that because every car that leaves this place pretty much has got your name on it.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't want that. Like, I want the techs, you know, to You're know right. that they're the one. Like, when I worked for somebody, like, when I worked on it, it was my... My hands on it, I never really looked at it as like, I mean, it was the shop's work, but I wasn't like, oh, like the boss looked at it and I'd always get annoyed and they come in like, yeah. how'd everything go? Like, I worked on it. Why are you asking this yeah. guy? And I'll say that too. Like, hey, I didn't work on it. Like Dennis or Nolan, like they they were, you want me to grab them? I can grab them. They yeah, can yeah. talk to you about it because they're the tech that was behind it. And I assign them accordingly to their skill level. You know, like yeah. I take the time and manage and make sure, hey, these, he's really good at doing this stuff and I want him to do it. And, um, you know, and then we come back. It's like, hey, Dennis was the lead on this, just so you know. Like,
1: you know, and then you and you, you, now you mention that you're right because back back then, when I was wrenching, every car that came in there that I worked on, I made sure that when that car leaves, it was top notch. Yeah, because I know it's going to have my signature on it. Right. So I didn't really think about it. The shop, as far as all oh, was the shop, shop work, shop car. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I mean, this, I'm is, this is enough. this is Lalo's this is car. Yeah, this, this is me. I worked on it. I want to make sure that if it leaves, it's not coming back because of something stupid or and, something I forget. It. And
0: I think ninety nine point nine percent of the techs out there have that same thought process. And I think that's why it's important to like.
1: You would, you would think. I mean, you would you would hope. You would, so. Hope, we would yeah. hope so.
0: No, I, I mean, I know. There's but, a lot of... I mean, we're talking about techs. We're not talking about mechanics. Right. Like, level B and A auto technicians in this industry, which is 20 to 30% of the mechanic field, end quotes. Right, yeah. So, 20% of like the actual people that work on cars are actual auto technicians. Of those, 99.9% of them really care and want their stamp of approval on there yeah. and they don't want any i mean i feel like they wouldn't want someone checking their work because they're like i already checked it yeah you know but someone like check it like <laughs> you ain't gonna find nothing you know <laughs> No. yeah i mean but i, I and that's know. the that's the mentality you want in your shop as if you have a tech
1: there yeah you know? no that that's that's not being cocky that's just being confident yeah so that's see that that's what i would want out of my techs yeah is is see, that but they gotta well, want it for themselves. Yeah, they they do, and then that's that's what I keep on telling these guys is like, you know what, you gotta take pride in what you do. Yeah, you know, don't do it for me, do it for yourself. Just whatever car you worked on, make sure this thing is leaving, and it's you could you know stamp it, sign it, say, you know what, this thing's not gonna come back, come back for whatever stupid reason i less something to lose or yeah. whatever so but that's why it's kind of important like
0: with when i talk about like qc and me being like the front of the qc why like should i be doing that that's what i mean like i'm doing it cuz I mean, it's just good to have a second pair of eyes on it. Yeah. And I don't want to have a stupid call and yeah. have to, have to like explain myself why this one little bracket was left right. like, or whatever. Like, right, right. like, I just want to take and make sure like, okay, make sure the fluids are topped off. Like just the simple stuff. I'm not like going through the whole repair again. I'm just making sure that, you know, there's no grease prints on the visor from their hats or yeah. grease prints on the door. Like just simple stuff like that. Yeah. That, like, cause people see that. And then all of a sudden like the whole world's going to end, you know, yeah. one greasy footprint or whatever. So, but it's like that's what I says, should I be doing that? It's like the techs they have so much pride in what they're doing already, or you, you assume they do, that is that something you should be doing. And it's the same thing with you heading off every car that comes in, is like, is you taking that on, setting a good example for the techs? It's like, wow, do they does he not trust me to like be able to take this car from the start to the end? You know what I mean? Like, is that like is that like bad for the morale? you know as the same point of me looking at everyone at the tail end of it or is that like you stepping in and being like hey i'm just doing my part making sure we're all on the same team
1: i mean i I never looked at it that way as far as how they would see it i just for me it would be more like keeping the flow moving like Making things just run more smoother. So, yeah, if this car can From your end, point of view, that's how my, you see my, it. My, my, my point of view, that's yeah, how you my, see it, but yeah. you don't, you don't, you haven't seen it in yeah, there. No, sorry. exactly. So, right. for my, for me, it's like, okay, this car is coming in for check engine. let me just get a head start on it, check the code, see what it is, get, a, get an idea of what we're dealing with. Okay. If I feel like this needs to move forward as far as a diagnostic, then I said, okay, this car is here for this code. So, look into it, diagnose it, and then let me know. What's, what you need, right? Versus, I mean, uh, again, I mean, 98% of the time when you get an O2 code, it's an O2. Yeah, so when I get those type of codes, I'm just like, well, it's pretty much just a probably no O2 sensor, just go get so one. So, you're probably one. ordering all four, have them on the shelf, ready to go.
0: I don't know, I, verify I don't the know. problem, at least they're there on the shelf. Yeah, ready to go.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't order, I don't pre, I mean. If I know which sensor it is, I yeah, I mean, I pre-order if I know it's coming tomorrow. But I don't order it having it the shelf and have it ready, you know, replace all four, or whatever. But I is. guess,
0: I guess that's the idea behind yeah. it is trying to it's trying to head off, make sure yeah. that each job has a little bit of.
1: So part yeah, that way pre- preemptive job, yeah. yeah. So when the job comes in, parts are already there. All right this this car is for here this is for this that's for this, this is for that parts are here just keep keep it flowing. So that's one of the things for me, the biggest thing for me is, I mean, I I just feel,
0: I feel like that's a good system. I just feel like it's a a huge bottleneck. Like, I just feel like that's a, like a really good way to like get your bearings kind of started, but I I feel like that would turn into kind of a bottleneck because you can't, you cannot do that to every car if you start running like say 10 or 15 cars a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're starting to push the boundaries as far as what you can do. Cause even if you spend a half of an hour with every one of those cars,
1: that's your whole day. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah and you haven't answered any phones. No, you haven't done anything. Right. And that's what I mean. It's like, it's like I know there's certain jobs, you know, I could get some diagnostic time out of it. But in my mind, I just see, you know what? It's not, I really didn't spend any much time on it. It's just, like, for example, going back to the 0 two-sensor code. Yeah. It's just an O2 sensor. Just put, just put one in. Call done. it a day. Call it a day. Easy. In and out kind of thing. But I know I'm losing out on the diagnostic time on certain jobs because I know I should. I should. And I'm in. I should. What would be the word? I won't, I'm not entitled. Um.
0: I mean, you're, you're deserving of the, Deserve, yeah. I mean, you're deserving Deserve of the, of is. the diagram. Yeah, yeah. and it's, and it seems easy. And I think that's a big thing for a lot of, a lot of guys that are like super experienced and I run across it a lot. I mean, I help out a lot of the other shops around when they have transmission issues, I'll just give them the information. And so I'm guilty of it. I don't do it to consumers and I've found that line pretty quick. Like if I'm going to help somebody, I'm going to help other shops with their transmission problems, but I'm not going to help the consumer. Not because I'm being like facetious about it or trying to be like, you know, um, but it's, The money's got to come from somewhere. And if I'm going to give free time away, I want it to go to somewhere where they're going to continually use it. Even though that sounds counterintuitive because it's like, oh, that's your competition. It's like, no, I mean, if I can give them a little information and they can make their shot better, that's going to make my shot better because we all get better. And I want to like the competition thing doesn't really bother me, but it's like the consumer that comes in and I give them this information and this free assessment and this free information, they're going to use it that one time with their one car and they're never going to remember it again. It's like, I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting their time. Just pay me for my time. I'm going to fix it right. I'm going to stand behind it. And then you can go on and do whatever you do with your life. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to learn this stuff. No. There, you know, and some people act like they're genuinely interested, but they're not. They're just interested in saving money. <laughs>
1: right. And I, I think we had the conversation before. I don't know if it's, it was on air or off air. But you know, I, I don't like when people come in and I say, hey, your competition down the street here. You know, Checked it out and this and that. And I was like.
0: I, I am the competition. I don't have
1: the competition. <laughs> I said but everybody here, especially here locally, we're all we're all colleagues. We try yeah. to help each other. Yeah. So I I, I personally don't see it. Yeah. I don't know about everybody else, but I I don't see it as a competition. Every, there's enough work to go for everybody. Yeah. So I don't need as to long as you're worry. doing your job. You're right. So I don't have to worry about always oh, taking my work, He's taking my job. No. You know you you do your thing. You got your clientele. I got mine. Everybody's got theirs. I mean, yeah trying to go around so i just when they come in saying that i was like no
0: i feel like if everyone kind of did the exact same thing that might attribute to it a little bit but just like right now talking about the way you intake a vehicle versus i intake one not everyone's going to want the way you do it or the way i'd want to do it you know right. and if it like if it works for you then that's the way you're going to do it like there's no reason to change it if you're making money but it's just interesting to obviously converse about it and like
1: yeah, the, the different
0: the different ways of being able to conduct it, and how some people might they see things on the internet or on YouTube or on a podcast, and they're like, "Oh, I need to, I need to do that in my shop." And it's like, "Well, you don't need to, do you?" Like, if if what you're doing is working, like, why? What's it. your motivation to change uh, it? And it's like, like I asked you, like, what's your motivation to do it the way you're doing it now? Like, is it cause it is it because it's working, or just that's what you like to do? Because maybe that's just what you like to do, you know. You like think, to be able to like make that guess and be right.
1: I don't you know. You know what? And I think a lot, I think no. I think a lot of it has to do with pretty much how I was how I how how I was trained because that's how things were done back then. So I continue to do things the way they were. Yeah, it's things kind of, things kind of old changing. school. Yeah. yeah, old school. So you know, just like for example, I mean, you know, I was kind of trained old school where every car comes in. Kind of gets that um, uh, uh, gas station treatment. Yeah, Well walk. It drives in. You check the air pressure, tire pressure. You check wipers. You check fluids. You do every. You know, check all the fluid, Check. You know, just give it a visual inspection. Doesn't matter if it came in for a, a light bulb or for tune up. You know, you do a visual inspection, check it, and. You know, you'll end up finding something, but it's just kind of a courtesy check, yeah. And that's the old school mentality, the old school gas station mentality that people would have back then. Yeah. So I kind of was brought up that way um at the shop, so I still have a little bit of that, but now I gotta, I know I gotta change as time changes. And so, yeah, I don't
0: know. It's just, it's just trying to in a sense capitalize i mean obviously oh well, i mean and it's not even to capitalize necessarily no. trying to like bump up your your repair order of course that's a nice benefit that comes along with it but it's like, like you said doing a disservice to the consumer if you can't positively id everything that's wrong in their vehicle and the one thing is like if you don't do it the next guy's gonna do it and yeah. if the next guy don't do it the next guy's like there's gonna be one of us and if i mean it's eventually gonna come to me and i'm gonna do it <laughs> Like, I'm going to make sure I go th- over that vehicle and I found every damn thing that's on that, you know? And I enjoy that. I enjoy being able to pick pick a vehicle apart, take my time with it, and really spend the time with each vehicle and each person. I don't want to do like 20, 30 people a day. Like, doing smogs back when I was out of high school, it was probably my biggest deterrent of getting away from that. Like, doing 30 to 40 smogs a day and dealing with that many consumers and not having the time to talk to anybody was like it's terrible it's i don't i just can't do it <laughs> no it and it's the same with the oil changes no, like it is. the no. constant in and out you're like you're not spending any time with anybody and it's the same thing i just said with the investment on time you're trying to train somebody you're trying to you're trying to teach somebody you know about a code and then you never see them again and it's like the same thing. It's like yeah. you can spend like a good hour with a consumer and tell them who you are what you're doing you build a relationship and that's like an investment of your time and then it's like, they come back for more. But if you do like a quick oil change and you're trying to build this relationship, they're like, okay, you're the cheapest in town. Thanks. See ya. And you never yeah. see him again. It's like, that was a waste of my time. It was a waste of my life. Like I'm never going to see them again. And I just like <laughs> my time of investment and in getting this client in the door and then talking to them for the
1: 10 minutes was like, that was not even worth it. You know, what? you know, I think we talked about this last time. I think for me, this whole like social media, the the reviews and everything to a certain point still get to me. Yeah. Because I think a little bit of that still drives me. Because, you know, like for example, I just had a, you know, vehicle, in, what was it yesterday, where he called me, he's out of town, he's traveling through, and he had some kind of transmission issue. It was on a Acura RDX. So he was asking me, "Well, the the drive light keeps on flashing, and it gave me some kind of transmission message on the screen." I said, "Well, I can't answer whether it's you want to know if it's safe to drive. Make it all the way over here. So I can't answer that. And it's like, right. That's, I, I I don't know what's wrong, so I can't I can't give you an answer on that. I mean, so I gave him suggestions of what to do, but so luckily he made it. He made it all the way. I think it was over there by Kettleman City. So he made it all the way." to town
0: about two hours
1: yeah i was surprised i was like well you're here it seemed like it was quicker than that but i mean yeah it was about an hour and a half away and seemed like half an hour and he was already there i was like but you know time flies but you know i kind of did a quick inspection just okay let me check the code um did have some kind of torque converter code um all right let me check the fluid and fluid didn't look too bad but it was mediocre um so i gave my recommendation of what need, needed to be done um but at the end of the, at the end of all that i mean nothing was done just other than checking in the code and whatnot so met at, at the end he, he he wanted to know how much it was going to be for checking that out and i said like, you know what don't worry about it just you know if you can just you know go online go on google write a review and cool so for me, I mean, so that, that's, that's how that's, you have a couple hundred reviews, though. That's, exactly that's how you have two hundred and fifty some that, odd five reviews. That's so you, you are paying for them. To <laughs> <laughs> so a certain point, I am. So it's so, and that's see, that's what I, I think about it. Is like, yeah, you know, I kind of get some time out of that. I get some money out of for diagnostic, at least the time that I spent on it. But for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. So, so you know what, the least you could do is just write me a review. I don't know. You got to. So I, I mean, know. I think a lot of that. For, for you it's. I gotta get that out of my system well I mean for, for
0: you, you you took the call, you took the work and you looked at the vehicle and then you executed the delivery so you were the main you you were the POC on the whole thing uh, you're
1: right and I think you know And the reason why I do that I think is because you're, emoti- have, you're emotional maybe so, You're sensitive. I'm a little sensitive and a little emotional <laughs> and you know that but I think if, if it was one of my other guys doing that, it'll be different because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm paying them to yeah. do that. For me, it's like it doesn't matter if I get if I do this or not, I do it for fear yeah. or not. I was, and that, I think that's a big I think, problem. And I think it was what it is.
0: I mean that's a huge problem. Yeah. Is as owners not feeling like they're deserving of time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's like for me if I had, you know, a service rider and they gotta take that phone call. They got to talk to this guy, talk this guy down. You got to be an emotional counselor. Okay, so mark that off as a job. So now you're emotionally counseling them. You know, then they got to come in. So now you got to prep the shop and, you know, and make advance appointment for them to come in. Now they show up. Now you have the service provider take them in. There's another emotional counseling appointment. Yeah,
1: yeah you're right.
0: <laughs> and then you got to have a tech pull it into the shop, do his thing on it, you know, wash his hands. Keep it clean. You have the responsibility of something happening to the vehicle while it's in the shop. So you have the insurance to cover it. I mean, it's not just a quick run the codes, check it out, and see you. I mean, there is a lot of like nuances behind that, and it's just like it's just like it's the exact same thing as a plumber showing up to your house on a service call seventy five bucks, one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred fifty, whatever they charge you for the service call. It just covers their overhead, covers them for their van, their maintenance on their van, their tires, their insurance, all that stuff. They show up and they put a plunger in your toilet for 30 seconds and there you go, that's it. And people are like, oh, you're gonna charge me for that? No, they're like, here's my, you know, here's my service fee. Oh, thank you so much, four hundred dollars to unplug my freaking toilet, like <laughs> with no. a with an eight dollar plunger in ten minutes of time. That's not how they look at it. They just no. know, like, like all of a sudden the plumber is like, they already know it's a service call. Like that's what it costs for them to show up. So it's like, just because they're not coming to you, you're coming here to a shop. It's like there's still got to be a service call. There's still got to be a service fee, and that's what I've always taken on. Like you show up here, you talk to anybody here. Not to make it sound like I'm pompous, but it's like, that costs money. Like, you know? Like, you can can walk into a retail shop and go browse around Kmart or Target and you don't have to spend a dime. Whatever. Like, and that's what they think they can do when they come to a shop. It's like they got that retail mentality. They can come in, they can browse, they can get prices they can get information and Ask then they questions. can go on their merry yeah. way it's like yeah. no that's not no, no <laughs> i've man. got a lineup that's two weeks long of people that are willing to pay me for my time and my guys's experience and expertise and what makes you think you can come in here and just get it for free yeah. you know but I'm, I'm like you like i, I want to help too but also at the end of the month when i'm looking at the numbers it's like i gotta stop helping <laughs>
1: <laughs> no you're right i think i just have a soft heart for for people Well, we Uh, all do. And that's why we're all struggling. Yeah. That's why
0: we're all like a 2% net profit, you know? It's like, it's because we're all just, you know, cutting, cutting our teeth so close, trying to make sure that we make just enough so we can help the next one out for some reason. It's like attorneys don't do that, you know?
1: Yeah. Nobody complains about
0: it. Doctors don't do that. (laughs) They don't go exploratory surgery for free. Okay. So I found this tumor. What do you want to do? I'll go and stitch me back up, doc. I got this other guy around the corner. I'll take it out for half the price.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a coupon. I got a coupon. A two for one. I just, needed your ex- <laughs> I just
0: needed your experience to tell me exactly where it was so I can go over there and have this discount guy do it for, for half the price. Yeah. Like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, and, I mean, we can translate that. We can definitely make that work. And that's part of the reason why I make sure they pay when they come in. Like, hey, you know what? You can do what you want with our D V I and our assessment. Like you paid
1: for it, so yeah. You I mean, paid for it, it you, you do, do whatever, whatever you, you want, take yeah. it
0: wherever you want and have them do all the stuff that yeah. you that we recommended. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. But if you were to do that and now this guy takes your experience and just goes somewhere else and has somebody else do the work, like that's gotta
1: bother you a little bit. No, it does. If you think if I look at it that way and I think about it, yeah. I mean it it does. I mean I Like
0: know. they look at your glorious you know, two hundred and 30 whatever 300 five star reviews and they're like oh i want to use this guy because he's got to know what he's talking about so they take it to you and then they take your word and they go down to the guy with no stars and that's 80 dollars an hour and yeah. and they do the work and they get the job off of what you told them to go do no, i see i, I see the <laughs> point i get I,
1: looking at it that way it does, it's it kind does of frustrating do, 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 right those things i mean you're not going right. to fix all the guys out there that are no. like that but no, and then that's, like I said, and that's one of the things that I've been trying to work on. Yeah. I say, you know what? You do deserve to get paid for your time, and I need to change that. Yeah. You know, maybe, yeah, maybe once in a while you went to do some pro bono work or something. Yeah, you know, give a free time. I think it's time. like, I think
0: you do it or you don't do it, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah you right, know what I mean? Right. And once you get into that rhythm, it's
1: like, it's just what happens. And but uh, you know the way the way you handle things the way you uh, you know having an assessment fee I think that sounds like a pretty good pretty good idea Um, which I I, I've been pondering about that and been looking you know looking into that and and, you know trying to see if I could implement that at the shop because I think that that would that would function that would work and I mean it, it it sounds sounds fair the problem is
0: is the deliverables that you can give off of the this the assessment and one of the big things that we work on every week when we sit down for our meetings is ensuring that the guys when they do the assessment they're not they're not guaranteeing anything yeah. and it's difficult because it is an hour but there's a lot of the, there's a, a lot of the vehicle that you need to look at um and of course it's here for a problem right right like occasionally we get something comes in hey I just bought this car can you can you inspect it like yeah that's a that's a home run that's nice and easy there's nothing specific we need to look at and we just take that as a win like cool like you know like they're not here for a specific reason and so it's just going to be a nice and easy assessment we're going to see what it needs and then write a nice little list up and call it a day the problem comes when it comes with an engine light with like 15 different codes yeah. and that assessment turns into well what does it need well, we we verified that we have 14 codes, not 15 codes, or 16 codes, not 15 codes. We verified that 10 of them are the engine, 5 of them are transmission, 2 of them are the body, whatever. And so, that's the hardest part because the techs take it in and they want a, they want a, they want an answer. Like, they want, in that hour, they feel like they're... Expected to have a diagnosis, and that's why I hate using the word diagnosis. But they're they're expected to diagnose this vehicle with this assessment, and that really muddies the water because you get this really nice and easy used car purchase that comes in for a a one hour assessment, and it's basically a one hour like courtesy check. And 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 I've heard people tell me, "Hey man, you're ripping people off." Like we do that for free. Like no, you don't do it for free. You just add it on the back end. You're gambling. Like yeah. you're you're just hoping you do it for free. You tell these people it's free, they all automatically trust you because anytime you give anything for free, people automatically just fall in love with you. They're like, sweet, free? Like these are good people. Yeah, I like these people a lot. Your I'll buddies. do what I'll
1: do whatever they tell me to do now. Yeah, now you're your buddies or friends now. It's like anything free, you're a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so
0: yeah, they help me out. They really helped me out that was yeah. that was a freebie, so I'll do whatever, so you're gambling you do the you do the free inspection thirty point courtesy check, and then you're banking on getting that that work right, and it turns into kind of a pressure sale, you know, and I didn't want that. I don't want the pressure sale. I was like no, you already paid me for my time. this is everything you want you want to do it or you don't want to do it like I don't know, maybe that's wrong, I don't know, I'm not saying the right way I do it is right or wrong, it's just its just what works for me. And it it jumped up our RO number and I think it conversely went the other way. So instead of having the clients that want the free stuff and then they do what, you know, your recommendations based that you gave them something free, they see it as like, oh, wow, like there's no pressure.
1: Like That's kind of cool. Yeah. No, I think it's like you're saying. I don't think there's a right and wrong. It's whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if that works for you, cool. If whatever I'm doing works for me, cool. But if there's something that we could tweak or change to make it even better, well, yep. why not? You know, and that's kind of what I like about our conversations is, is I'm, I'm learning from you quite a, well, quite a bit, I mean. Don't start don't start I don't want be to. Be even, saying, uh, I'm, I see you what know, you're doing yeah. and I oh, like it. Oh, well, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're doing that free diagnostic no, no, thing no, no, that you do?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, bring it in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, but I think, I think where the line, there is a line, right? And I think the line for me on my side of it is, is guaranteeing a, a diagnostic in that assessment. So we're very upfront and clear. That's like, okay, we're going to look at it. We're going to verify that we still have codes. We're going to get, we're going to get the zip code of the county, right? We're going to get, and then we need to f- figure out what address it is after we find out what zip code it is. So this is what we're doing. We're verifying our zip code. And then on our advanced assessment, we're going to tell you exactly what address it is, what repair we need to do. Um, so if there's a cool, if the coolant's low, that automatically goes to a coolant pressure check assessment, that's a separate fee. If you want us to invest our time to find the coolant leak, we can do that, but I'm not going to spend the time to tell you or guess, well, it looks like the radiator seems leaking. So you probably need a radiator. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like you if you want your coolant leak fixed that we found under our full inspection assessment, that's going to be a separate charge. And then we'll, we'll dive into that and we'll tell you exactly where it's leaking. We'll stand behind it. Same thing with codes, and that's where it's hard too. Because some codes, you know, like it's got a PO3, it's got a three hundred one PO three hundred one, and you look down and the freaking wires hanging off the spark plug or melted on the exhaust. Well, that's probably what it is, but is it? And how long has it been like that? Uh-huh. So, do we just jump right to the conclusion? Oh, under the assessment, we saw a burnt wire, you had a PO three hundred one, so we can put a set of wires on it and that'll fix your misfire. Oh, I ain't saying that. Not uh-huh. a chance. That's going to go in the notes. And I tell the guys, I need you to just notate it. We found a wire that was burnt on cylinder one. We need advanced assessment to make, to, to look into the misfire. And for a while there, I was mudding the waters a little bit and be like, Hey, if you guys find something easy like that, let's just throw it on there. We'll help out. We'll just help out the consumer. Right? Like just throw that in there. Like just plug the wire back on. No big deal. No, it is a big deal. <laughs> Because now you touch the vehicle. Don't take spark plugs out. Don't pull wheels off. Like we're not doing any of that stuff. We don't. We don't want to do that. If if we got drum brakes, we're going to sell an uh, an advanced assessment for rear brake inspection. Like you break a lug nut on your on, it's like it's a hands off, no wrench inspection. It's like I don't want to start disassembling the vehicle because it just turns into more. And maybe I've just been unlucky with my. My early years of just everything freaking backfired on me, so every one of my procedures has like a backup plan for a backup plan. you Just, just paranoid. I'm just like paranoid. I'm just like optimistic. It's gonna
1: be wrong. So, (laughs) so
0: you're so so you're optimistically pessimistic.
1: So you're saying so you start off with an assessment, Mm -hmm. which is pretty much an inspection of. It's pretty
0: much just a courtesy check that we charge for,
1: and then aside of that, if you find something wrong. And then you get uh advanced assessment. An advanced assessment for that specific every issue. single thing, every code, um, every leak. So, if you had, say, four different codes, so you would have an advanced assessment for every. That's for, a that's a code? good that's
0: a good question because that's something that we talk about a lot. Um, if you have four evap codes, obviously not. Uh, right. But for the most part, yeah. We're going to go through and prioritize and that's where it comes to like I've basically stepped in now because there is no like operating procedure I can really put in play. I just say, hey, look, if we got multiple codes, I want you to talk to me and then we're going to prioritize these codes and we're going to sell an advanced assessment based on the priority codes because some codes will be set because of other ones. Right, right. right. You know, just depending on what the situation is. You get a mass airflow code and a misfire, like, well, let's not spend a lot of time on the mass airflow code here. Let's, like, figure out the misfire right. first. Right. <laughs> if we get a trans code and a misfire code, let's make sure our transmission's in good, healthy, working, operating condition. And then we can look into the misfire code. You know, like, I just kind of work backwards that way because we're a trans shop. So, that's what works for us. But it's always about trying to make sure that not we're not going to, like if we got EVAP codes and misfire codes and transmission codes, we're not going to start diagnosing the EVAP codes. Right. I don't give a yeah, <laughs> Right. So they're learning and we're learning that process together. And everyone's a little different. It's all about prior prioritizing what's important. Same with leaks. You know, if we got coolant leaks, or oil leaks, like, well, it depends on where the oil leak and how bad the oil leak is. But for the most part, we're going to check the coolant leaks first. That's in my opinion, more important than the oil leaks. Well, you know, if we got low coolant, we want to make sure we don't have a blown head gasket. We want to see where the coolant leak is, get it addressed and fixed, repressurize pressurize it, make sure it's holding. And then we can run the vehicle and, and verify the oil, the oil leak next and kind of take it like that. But each one of those processes is, is an advanced assessment. We're not going to say, hey, we're going to fix all your leaks. It's going to be, you know, 200, 300 bucks, whatever, whatever the, you know, ends up being. It's like, no, we're going to start with our one hour on, on our coolant pressure test. We'll run that up to that hour. And that's why I like that retainer because it's like coolant test, pressure test could take way longer than that. But yeah. you get the point. We'll spend the one hour assessment fee, which is um, 185 for that one hour. And then we're going to basically fi- find out where it's leaking at. And we're going to say, hey, this is what we need to fix the coolant leaks. We're going to repressure test, reassess. If there's any other leaks, we'll let you know. Otherwise, we'll, we'll move on to the oil leaks. And we just going to take it one step at a time like that. And I think breaking it up like that it helps the techs, too, because I can see your mind spinning already about taking it from a tech point of view and just wanting to fix everything on the vehicle right away, you know, instead of, like, really taking your time and taking it each step at a time, you know, instead of, like, running up the stairs, it's like, no, 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 like, we're here to fix the vehicle right Okay, but that doesn't mean that we have to fix it every time, you know. Like, so fix what we can in the budget that we can fix it with, you know. Like, we're not required to fix this stuff for free, (laughs) you know. And I think that's part of the problem. Is like. It's like there's this expectation as us as, as auto technicians that like we have to fix these cars like we built them like we created them and we we were like responsible for every little problem they have like no 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 it's like not even a little bit
1: no it's just like warranty work you know we for like
0: yeah like every every yeah. single one of them is a warranty job like they came out of our own personal factory yeah. and we're like required to like take advantage like no 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 but then there's the other side of it it's like everyone's getting taken advantage of so we want to be the guy that doesn't take advantage of the next consumer that's not the way it is anymore i mean it's flopped the the percentage of shops that are taking advantage of people it's it's it used to be huge now it's the other way it's a very small percentage i mean with the internet and the ads and the the google freaking reviews reviews or whatever you call it whatever you're into that all that stuff that you um, all that stuff that you like yelp is it yelp you like yelp Yelp and google you like that stuff huh you live for that, don't you?
1: It makes me it feel good. But enough. anyway, with that, with them
0: here, it's like you can't get away with that shit anymore. You know, like you cannot run a shop like that for very long and not be put on blast. You know, and
1: and I th- no, and I think that's the biggest fear for most shops is that, mm-hmm. that you fear that, and that's the thing you don't want. That. You don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that. So, yeah. so you're gonna do whatever absolutely. you need to do absolutely to not make that happen. Oh yeah. So.
0: And then that goes right into our operating procedures and how we bill and how we operate the whole entire freaking shop and it's like that yeah. is just so backwards. Yep. And then it gets to the point where you do it so much that you now you're now you're actually becoming that <laughs> Because you're missing stuff and you don't want to, you don't want to do a five or $6,000 maintenance repair estimate. You start putting all this stuff together and you're like, oh my God, that's like six grand. This is like a 98 Toyota. Like, I don't want to tell them they need $6,000 worth of, right? And then, and then you do all this work and then you find something else and you're like, I can't, I can't add another, this sweet little lady, like, I can't add another $200 for these ball joints, but we already have the whole front end apart, right? So you either eat it because you I don't know, you you're just trying to do the right thing or you just put the old ones back in cuz you just can't bring yourself to make that have that conversation.
1: You know? You figured me out. <laughs> I All think
0: right. I, I mean that's uh, the majority of people out there. It's it's definitely and everyone thinks it's just them. And I think it's not until you realize that everybody has that same thought process, you start realizing, like, the only way to be different and be better is to not do that because that's what everyone's doing. And that's what gives them a bad name because they go to the next one and then they're upset, you know? And they don't realize at the time if you would have told them it was another $500 on top of their $5,000 repair bill, they probably would have blew their lid, right? They just go to the next shop two years later and they're like... Your ball joints are worn out. How did they do control arms and bushings and shocks and yeah. and and struts and rack and pinion? And they didn't replace your ball joints. Like they didn't. Like no, that's so weird. Why wouldn't they do that? <laughs> they ripped you off. And that's how the conversation goes. Yeah. Holy moly, how did that turn like that? You know? Yeah. It's and so it's just you gotta have the hard conversation. You know?
1: No, I finally came to the realization that I gave myself a title of being the bearer of bad news. Yeah. So, you know. It doesn't have to be uh, like that, though. For the most part. I mean, it doesn't, but I mean.
0: You say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I'm happy to inform you I found all the issues that could potentially cause you major issues in the future. You're lucky I found this stuff now. Right. I yeah, mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't mean the you sound, to laugh you at you the sound end like, of it. No, you sound like I, that. I mean, I, I want to fix it. I mean, I mean, oh, but that's I the that's feel. the point behind it. You know, that's the way you got to turn it. If you if you think of yourself as the bearer of bad news, that's how you're going to view it, and that's how you're going to they're going to view it because that's how you're presenting it. But hey, look, this is the stuff I found, and you know, be glad I found this now. I mean, that sounds like like a typical. Well, yeah. what, what's that movie, The Mask? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Your engine shot and you need a new transmission. You're glad if, you should be glad we found this stuff now. Like, that's not what I meant to sound <laughs> like at all, but in the real world, I mean, it really is like, hey, look, this is the stuff I found and this could be a potential hazard for you, especially when you got wheel bearings or ball joints that are, you know, you You're lift right. it up and they're like 30000 to of slop in there. It's like, that's not good.
1: You know, for the most part, like I said, for the most part, I feel that way. Whereas, like, you know, I'm the bearer of bad news. Yeah. But then I look at it again and say, you know what? I didn't break it. It's not my fault. I didn't build it. I didn't build and it. I didn't buy it. Exactly. And break it. So exactly. Don't bitch at me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, that's, you know, that's my job to give this kind of news, if, whether they want to hear it or not. Yeah. So that's what they're paying me for. That's what I got to tell them. Whether, yeah, yeah whether they want to listen to it or not, or they like it or not, it is what it is. So, yeah. so what they do with that information afterwards, that's on them.
0: Yeah. But now you're just kind of being passive about it. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> you can't win, man.
0: <laughs> now you've just gone numb to it. You're just like uh, mouth. Yeah. Now you're just mouth vomiting what you need to tell him. Look, this is not yeah, my problem. Yeah. Okay, this is your problem. So pay me or get out. And like, no, that's not right yeah, that's, either. Do I, sound,
1: do I sound like that? You kind
0: of sound like that a little bit. I mean, not like oh. a lot, but like a, I can I can see you in like ten years turning into that. So I'm just trying. You know to like n- I'm that, trying to nip it in the bud right now. You know
1: what? Like, you're probably right. <laughs> ten years from now, I could be that way.
0: But that's why you got to be like excited. Look, 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 look at all these things that we found, and you don't have to fix them it's fine but if you want to i got some of the best techs around that can do it the right way the first time you know like that's the idea behind it like you're here to get like good service right like you're here to get this fixed right and you don't have to i mean sure it feels like you have to because if you don't then you lose your vehicle and then you lose your freedom but right. i mean that's it's still what are they it's not like you're deserving of a vehicle it's a a so right, not a privilege, and I think a lot yeah. of people forget that. They think it's a privilege to own a vehicle and be able to have the freedom to drive around. It's not. No. You got to pay money for it, and I'm here to give my expertise, my honest opinion about it. Make sure it stays on the road as long as it can. Yep. You know, and we said that last week about like managing the cost between um, having a vehicle and spending, say, twenty thousand um, dollars. Or if you are gonna lose that up when you first buy it. But if you had a repair bill of say uh five or six thousand dollars and you spread that out over the year and then compared that to a new vehicle purchase that's and the amount em- of payments. Yeah. Right. But yeah. it's like you gotta spend that five or six thousand right up front. It's like, yeah, but you haven't spent anything on this vehicle in the last four years. No, and that's just, it's costed you zero. Right. So divide that five thousand not only to this next year and the year after that, but the last five years that you haven't done anything either. Right. You know, the typical average uh, Preventive maintenance is between 600 and 1200 a year that's not that much it's a hundred dollars
1: a month and that's and that's oh man i I can't imagine how many times i have this conversation with some customers that's the first thing they ask me is it worth fixing i said well that's the question you need to ask yourself yeah because you know i mean up to you know point where they brought the started bringing the car up to me, I mean I know what they spent on the vehicle. Right. But I was like, you know what you spent on the vehicle, you know what you've done to the vehicle. Right. So you have two options. You either let go of this vehicle, go buy yourself a new one, which your payments could be nowadays could be anywhere between four to seven hundred bucks, depending on what you get, I don't know. Or fix this vehicle and if you spread it out Payments are gonna be way cheaper, and you're gonna have a good running vehicle for a while. Yeah. So they started looking at it that way, and I was like, "Oh, you're right. Never thought about that." So yeah, the average, the average, yeah.
0: the average uh, on a, on a new vehicle is like between six and seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah. That's on on a used one, it's like three to four hundred. Right. And on a used one, you're just buying somebody else's that's stuff. Prob- that, I mean, you exa- don't know exactly. Right. It could be someone's problem. It could not. But even with a new one, I got, I got. I mean, you too. 17s, 18s in the shop all the mm-hmm. time. So new is just never, ever worked, you know, and they no. got more problems than the old ones anyway. So just because you buy something brand new doesn't mean you're not going to have a repair bill down the road no. or maintenance costs. No. You still have maintenance costs. No. So you have a $700 new car payment on top plus of. maintenance costs that you're trying to avoid right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. And those maintenance, like, yeah, those maintenance costs could be anywhere between a hundred bucks or 200 bucks. Well, it's,
0: it's typically 1200 a year, right? For maintenance yeah. costs on a, on a vehicle. Typical. So anywhere from 600 to 1200 somewhere in that neighborhood. So you're trying to avoid this $1,200 maintenance bill because you decided to wait three years to bring it to a shop, and now you have this huge laundry list of, in quotes, all these things these guys are trying to sell, sell me. me. Like, no, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm trying to say, like, like if you keep waiting, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're stopping the bleeding right now. We don't want it to get worse. So this gets you back to new running condition. And then you can go another three years because you've probably gone 10 years before anyway. yeah. But they're trying to avoid this $1,200 bill by buying a new vehicle. It's like, you still got to maintain that. <laughs> you're not going to get away from it. It just blows me away. It's like, yeah. you're. it's not an investment. You're not buying a house that you're looking to fix up and sell. It's not an
1: investment. A car is not an investment.
0: It's not. I mean, it can be. If you own a 1990 Chevy and you haven't sold it yet, then you've done pretty well. But... Or a 1990 Toyota oh, yeah. pickup. So I Those guess are... just wait 40 years and maybe it'll be worth some money. I mean, now with electric vehicles, maybe these all these new gasers will be worth something in the next 30 years. I don't know. Nobody knows. This is all new stuff. You know, like as we go on and cars become obsolete. and the, Sure, it might be investment. But I think everyone looks at it that way like, well, I can't put that kind of money in it. It's not worth it. What do you mean it's not worth it? Like, what does that mean? Like, you know, when they say that, like you give them this. Five thousand or six seven thousand dollar repair bill, and they're like' oh, it's not even worth that, it's not even worth half of that you know how like I get them? what do you mean it's not worth half of that?
1: No, you know how I get them though too I said, well, if you don't think it's not worth it, so well, let me give you that much money for the car and they're like, whoa well, no well, oh, you're quite no, the sneaky little yeah you know over here hey it's true, hey, it's true like you don't you don't think it's worth it, and I'll give you that money for the car and then they started thinking about it. I was like, "Well, no, I think I'll fix it." And I was like, "Okay, then it's worth fixing." Dang. So it's like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> "Hey, you know what? The smooth operator over <laughs> here, goddamn! Hopefully they don't call me. you on your bluff." <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, I don't want. I don't, that. I don't I, want I, that piece I, of I, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it needs so much uh, work. What are we the, talking? Hey, I don't hey, want hey, that hey, thing. Hey, hey, no joke. You know, there's been a few times where I was sweating, and I was like, "Oh man, please don't, please don't, <laughs> please don't, don't take, me, don't take, don't take me off." you go rolling home your wife's like what is that an 81
0: honda how dare you (laughs) why did you buy that
1: i see the reference yeah you like that uh how dare dare you you? (laughs) oh my god
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully that doesn't turn south on no. you. No, that's, that's quite, that's, quite a sales pitch. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm just waiting for that. I'm just waiting for that day. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. Crap. <laughs> now what? Now <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I'm always worried about doing that because it's like, then it's like that instant, like, did they just make up a bunch of stuff that's wrong in my car just so they could try you to buy it from me?
1: Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Yeah, yeah you're right. Like I, said, I I've, I've thought about that, too. But usually, usually, I pick and choose. I mean, it's, if a car is worth it, I usually use that tactic to try to entice them, you know what, just to push them a little bit. I a you know what, it is worth it. Yeah. It's, it's worth fixing. I mean, it's no doubt. But and I, usually I'm pretty honest with them, too. I If a car is not worth it at all, period, I was like, you know what, honestly, use that money as a down payment for it's, something else. It's
0: pretty rare, though. It's rare. I mean, it's like, yeah. You know. Unless it's like a Chevy Equinox or a Chevy Traverse yeah. or something like that. Yeah. No, that's. <laughs> something I don't personally like. Dodge Caravan or something. <laughs> I say, yeah, you know what? But <laughs> but even still, who are we to even make that call? You know, like for the most part, it's like if it meets your needs, mm-hmm. that's the bottom line. You know, if it meets your needs and, it, and it's got good tires on it and most of the maintenance stuff's up to date, like it's a tough call. I mean I I don't like to be the one it's like picking a, the paint color of someone's bedroom yeah. like I I don't know no. it's like if, if you like the car if you like it then pay keep it on the road if you don't like the car and you want something and you just want something new you're never going to be happy yeah. and if I convince you to do this right now and pay my guys to work on this vehicle and you don't like the car you're never going to be happy yeah. you're not going to be happy with me yeah. I'm going to be the one that's like so I don't like to be put in that position
1: all right you know No and I, I don't I don't like being in that position either it's just you know, I trying to reason with them, make and think as far as kind of push them to make their own decision. But yeah, uh, but you know, if the car is really not worth it. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. Was he, you know what? Honestly, my yeah. But what makes it not worth it though? Uh, well, I mean, if it's I mean, we're on the west coast. So we don't have a lot of rust. Well, no, but I mean, if I think just I, I can see
0: like if the frame was rusted or the control arms were totally rotted out or something like that. I was like, well, no, and for, it's like salvaged. But for the for, most part, it's like what makes it not for, worth
1: it? for me it? If, if the car is worth twenty five hundred bucks and it's got. Five six thousand dollars worth of work to be done to it. See, but like- that,
0: that's the exact problem that I'm talking about. was like twenty. So, like, who says it's worth twenty five hundred dollars? And we're talking about a repair bill, not buying. We're not buying the vehicle. We're just maintaining and repairing the vehicle back to where it needs to be. And like you said, it's not an investment. So we're not putting money into an investment. We're putting money into a a vehicle, literally a vehicle that's going to put you through what you need to do for the next two, three, four, five years, right? So it's like it's it's a vehicle, but I, I'm saying vehicle in the sense of like something that's going to transport you. Yeah, that is a vehicle. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a vessel. Like it's a vessel that you're going to use.
1: No, I, I get Do you. Get that. my point? No, like no, I totally get your point. And then you know, it's just like when people call me for like engine repair, engine replacement, right? On a on a vehicle that again, I go back to, you know how wonderful these Dodge Caravans were yeah. back in the days. You know, oh. so. I tell him, you know what? You can invest you're gonna invest seven thousand dollars on an engine right now. Yet
0: yeah. let's put that there.
1: Sorry to mm-hmm. interrupt. i just I'm getting down to the name. Just just polish it off and then we're done. Okay, we're done. Right. And just done. Finish, it it. finish this off. I yeah, go get some more. <laughs> Next session. But you are gonna spend you know, if you're gonna spend five you know, six, seven thousand dollars on an engine, they tell them, well, if you if you do if you do invest in this and put this engine in there, you got to keep in mind that the next thing that's going to go is possibly transmission. Yeah. So that's another four grand on top of that. Who knows when that's going to go? That could go six months from now, a year, two years. Who knows? So at the end of the day, you're going to have close to ten, eleven thousand dollars invested in this vehicle. Yeah. I mean, but at that point. You're gonna have almost a brand new vehicle. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the heart and soul of the car has already been replaced. So now all you have to worry about is just the modules, yeah, the miscellaneous, (laughs) the modules, miscellaneous stuff. The PCM's failing now. Yeah. So you know that's. But does that
0: make you kind of pessimistic if you're just sitting there like, well, if we put an engine, the trans is gonna fail, and then the PCM's gonna fail? It's like, yeah, everything's gonna break. Every everything on every vehicle's gonna break. So it's like, I don't know. It just makes it tough to like, and like you said, now you spent ten thousand dollars, but it's a new vehicle and. Most likely it's going to be warrantied for the next three years. I pretty I, much everything's going to be warranted for the next three years, right? You can't get that from a used car. no, you can't go spend ten thousand dollars on a grand caravan and get the mechanicals warranted parts and labor for three years. No, you see what I mean
1: yeah, and usually when the other thing the other way I kind of get them thinking is you know after everything's said and done as are you going to be happy?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's the most important part. I
1: mean, as long as you're happy, then okay, that's right. That's all. That's all I need to know. Right. We know what direction to go. But if you don't really have that attachment to the vehicle, I mean, it's a, it's a, that's what I tell them you got to think about it. I mean, most people have some kind of sentimental value in the vehicle, so they, yeah. they they're going to do whatever they're going to do whatever they need to do to make the keep keep on running. Like, it's like yeah, I said, like, thing, like like yeah. like, like yeah. in my car, like my like my personal car.
0: Yeah, with the gold, the gold rims. Do they call them uh Dayton's. Are they called Dayton's? No, 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 no. That's what they are. No, no, no. They're not Dayton's. With the little spokes, right? With the tiny little, with the little spokes. No, no. With the white
1: wall tires, you gotta be. You gotta be an artist. Painting a picture No, no, no. You gotta be an artist to. This is a Honda Accord on Dayton's. everyone. No, they're not Dayton's. They're not Dayton's. No, but you gotta be an artist to understand, appreciate that. But they're not Danes. Fourteens, right? No i oh, like be, a 2002 no, 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 no. That used to be the old me. Not anymore. I'm, I'm past that already. <laughs> Can't believe you're doing this, man. Really? No, they're not Danes. The oh my god, <laughs> not the I just anyway, painted. I just painted the picture no. in my own mind. It's like <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> no, no, it's not even close to that. So, anyways, like I, like that's a perfect example for me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do. Anything I need to do to keep this vehicle running, whether I got to put a transmission, tra- tranny, I'm, this, this car is a lifer for me. I love this car. It's been nothing but good to me. I'm keeping it. Fulfills your needs. Exactly. Yeah. So and that's the example that I give them. I was like, this is how you need to feel about your vehicle if you want to move forward. Yeah. I mean, if you feel the same way, then you know what? Yeah, it's worth it. You're going to be happy with every, with every repairs need to be done. Or, or else, you know, you're going to move forward with this. And then at the end, you're going to regret it. And it's like, crap, I shouldn't have done it. I, I yeah.
0: Didn't. And you're, you're the one that talked and then, them into yeah, it. Yeah. And then I'm,
1: yeah. I, and then I'm the bad guy. You, so it's like, this guy talked me into it. I never yeah. liked this car to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you need to decide that what you want to do. So at that point, they, they start thinking and, and they make the decision at that point. Well, yeah, let's, let's just do it. I love this car. You know, I've had it since whenever or my, or my parents owned it or whatever sentiment of value they have with it. That's, that's her motive. That's, that's her answer. Right. So it all, it all, it all depends. I, I I try not to talk or try to persuade them in any direction. I just kind of trying to make them think as far as.
0: yeah, And I think that's the big difference between independent shops and dealerships. Yeah, definitely. You I know. agree with you on that. And then, and then having you as the front runner, you can kind of control that situation. I mean, it makes sense if, if you're, if you're the and it, for lack of a better term bottleneck of, of the shop and you can sit there and you can have that conversation with each one I don't Leanne runs the shop for the most right. part and we're gonna hire a service writer soon and they'll be running the front and we're just putting systems in place to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen Right. make sure that they're not motivated by selling a job to put us in a bad situation like that like look you're gonna be you're gonna get commission on every service call on every I'm sorry on every um inspection that comes in, right? Because we're charging for each one that comes in. Right. So they're gonna get their commission on just the phone call. As long as they get them in the door, that's it. There is no more like yeah, there'll be a commission on the cell and of course, With like parts, you have yeah. to, like for a part. service writer, right? Like but for the most part, like if I, I just want them in their mind to think like, okay, if they said no two times on the phone to the to that additional work, I want them to just cut the tie. Like, okay, I've already made my I've already made my bogey. I'm not going to spend any more time trying to sell this because I've already made my commission, and I'm going to move on to the next one. That's just like, of course, it's, I don't know if it's going to work that way or not, but that's just my thought, you know. Like, but if they come in for an oil change and a free and a free courtesy check or free in quotes uh, diagnosis, they're going to be humping to try to sell whatever mm-hmm. additional work the techs are recommending, right? Cuz they're only getting an oil change uh ticket on that, you know? And so they're going to be trying to sell that to Mrs. Jones with the Dodge Caravan that needs an engine. And that I think that that one job going south screws up the whole month. You know what I mean? Like, no matter how big or small you are, I feel like a job like that where you put an engine in and then the transmission's bad and then it needs brakes and then and then and then, like, that ruins the entire shop, the morale of the shop, yeah. the profit margin of the shop, everything. Like, it don't matter if you're, you know, uh five, six $600,000 a year or $5 million, uh, maybe if you're $5 million or above it probably doesn't just like a blip on the radar but it can be it's still it's still a problem because it still works its way up the chains and it still eats into that month of like what's going on like why did we have a dip this month you can't not ignore that like you're gonna see that on the radar you know and like i think that having that hard sale and just like you said like it's gonna it's probably gonna need a transmission right is the service rider, rider gonna have enough technical experience to be like, this is a ninety-eight Dodge caravan with a 41 TE or six oh four transmission with two hundred fifty thousand miles on it? It probably is bad. <laughs> it probably is yeah. either ready to fail or is failing. failing yeah. But if it comes in with an engine knock and you can't drive it, like how do you How do you know? How do you know? And are the techs gonna drop the pan? No, they're gonna verify that the engine's got a knock and it needs an engine. But who is the catch all? in that process to be like hold on a second here let's put up the red flag real quick we're not selling these people an ind- just like a head job 250,000 miles it needs a head gasket so you're gonna sell these people a head gasket on a freaking well if it's a 3.8 V6 you'll be fine <laughs> But but if it's a two point seven four yeah. cylinder Toyota, like you are go with two hundred eighty thousand miles on it, you are going to sell them
1: a head gasket? Really? No, we're putting an engine uh, in this thing, or we're not touching it. It's funny you bring that up because that's man, I've been seeing that quite a bit, a lot vehicles coming in with yeah two hundred and something thousand miles, and it's like it needs a head gasket. It's like, no, it doesn't need a head gasket; it needs an engine. Yeah, I said I am not going to, I am not going to put a head gasket in or do a head gasket on that car because at the end. The bottom end is gonna go, and then I'm gonna be the bad guy because yeah. I invested all this money in the top end. and Now the bottom end went out. And who's the bad guy? Me. So I yeah, like, nope, you touch it last. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go there. It's not even
0: worth the conversation. No. And we're in a whole new age right now with these vehicles. Now are getting into a mileage realm that they've never been in before. Right. We haven't had vehicles with three hundred thousand, four hundred oh, thousand miles on them before. You know, impressive. like we're we're here now. You yeah. know, like this is now because two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three vehicles were built. With a vengeance. Yeah. The freaking LS motors, man. Like, oh, They just awesome. don't freaking, they're freaking die. Awesome. They're, they're awesome. Don't, they don't freaking Levels die, thing. man. And so, these, I mean, yeah, you had such a bad rap in the 80s, you know, and through the 90s into the into the aughts, they started really putting their shit together. Now we're getting to freaking 2023. We got 20 years on these cars, and yeah, we're getting 200 to 50, 200, 300,000 miles on them we're getting an uncharted territory when it comes to repairs. We're getting yeah. mileage on parts that the manufacturer never thought they were going to get to. Yeah. So yeah, when it gets a head gasket, like, no, we're not do. no. Like, what are you talking about? We can't freaking, I mean, if it's an LS, you could probably slap a head gasket on and call it a day, but anything else is like, and if you want to stand behind it and not have to deal with that conversation in two years when the bottom end starts knocking, it's like, you just put an engine in it. You're not, yeah. you're not going to do that. Yeah. But the point I was making was like when Miss Jones comes in there and she's got whatever, just for the example of using the caravan, and she needs head gaskets, 250,000 miles on it, who is that front runner that sits between the tech and the service rider making the call to the client that says, hey, so good news, we found your head, your head gaskets are failing, and it's only going to be $1,800 of repair, and you'll be right as rain.
1: That's it? 1800 bucks. Is that what you do for I don't know. I'll start sending them over here. Then that, I that, don't know, that's man. the case. I'm
0: just, I'm just, I'm just. Can you not focus on the wrong part of the conversation <laughs> right, sorry here? About that, sorry. Do you understand what I'm, I'm, I'm saying? I'm losing focus. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Mrs. Jones, it's going to be twenty-five hundred dollars, whatever. <laughs> Whatever it's gonna be to do the damn head gasket job on the on the vehicle, <laughs> all okay, all that's right. what I'm getting at. The point I'm all getting at. Right, one head right. gasket, only one side. Right. I guess I guess, Okay, I didn't say that. In my mind, I'm yeah, thinking. One, I'm, one side, yeah, yeah, one side, said, one okay. side. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, that's that. why, that's, right. why I, that's why I. I didn't. All right. I get so that. I'm. I'm really like. And I'm. I'm. I'm really like making the situation a lot worse than it needs to be. So the text like, <laughs> okay, bank one. Okay, it's got a blown head gasket. I should have started with it. Bank it's one's got a blown head gasket. Okay, so they tell the service, whatever, service advisor, okay, we found a blown head gasket on bank one. So, okay, client, customer, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, we found your issue. Bank one head gasket's blown. It's only going to be uh, $10,500 to do your one head gasket. Does that make you feel better now? Ooh. Is that too much? No. No,
1: it's not too much, but okay, <laughs> I, I could roll with that. <laughs>
0: My point is, is, is in that process, there's like red flag yeah. city, mm-hmm. right? The price, of course, you have you already stated was, you didn't even let me get to it, but the the price for one is already thrown a red flag. And then we got red flags all over the place. This car has got 250,000 miles on it. We're only doing one head gasket. We're doing head gasket in general on this freaking engine with like a quarter million miles on it. Like who stops that, yeah. you know? And it's going to nothing but cause the shop yeah. or the facility problems. Problems, headaches, yep guaranteed. Yep. But they see that $10,500 job and they're like, "Sweet. They're going to go for it and we're going to we're going to do it and everybody gets their cut. But at the end of the day, the car comes back in 2 years under that
1: 3-year warranty with a rod knock. See, I'm, it's funny you bring up that point because I've been through that. Everybody. Has. I had I had, you know, I had a guy that, you know, service writer that's all they looked at was the numbers never mind everything else right never mind kind of thinking beyond that where yeah this car's got two hundred and fifty thousand miles it's not worth putting an in uh doing head gasket on this to an engine, but for him it was just the numbers right so it's like yeah let's do this they'll and definitely they, they'll definitely go for the that's why I use fifteen
0: it, it, so I was using fifteen hundred dollars as an example because most people are gonna go for the fifteen hundred dollar job, they're not going to go for the $6,000, $7,000, $8,000 engine replacement. Right. You know? And so that's the thing. Like, that's the sell. That's the easy sell. Mm-hmm. I can sell that. I can't sell a $10,000 engine right. replacement.
1: Right. So even even that, even, even the fact that, you know, knowing the fact that it's got high mileage, they still attempt to sell the job. Right. When... It shouldn't go that route. It should go the other way, where it's like, you know what? No, this is something you you, you need to recommend an engine, right? So you're right. I mean, whatever's easier for them to do, that's what they're going to go for, right? And that's one of the toughest things to teach to a service rider, right? Is you got to you got to use common sense, logic when it comes down to stuff like this. I mean, it's not about the, just about the numbers. It's about making sure the job is done correctly, and it's not going to come back right for any for the same issue, or or we did the head gasket, and now the engine let go. Now what are you going to do?
0: Right. Yeah. Whose fault is that? Yeah, George is the owner.
1: Wow. Exactly. Yeah. So now and I think can do it now. I think
0: I think that rolls right back into like the free diag stuff when you recommend something for free, and then it doesn't fix the problem. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with not charging because now you're married to the vehicle. You haven't made any money. For free. And your responsibility is to fix it. Yep. Because you said, and they went and replaced this part, and it didn't fix it, but you said it would have. So now you're like obligated.
1: (laughs) It's a lose-lose situation here. Oh,
0: well, that's been fun. It was. Yeah. Another good one. I think we went a little over this time. Did we?
1: Yeah. Well, it just gets easier and easier. Huh? It just time flies when I'm just when you're having fun, having huh? fun, and just hanging out with. Is you. this is this fun for you? I'm I'm having a blast. Yeah, was, the bottle's gone, but that's crazy. Is that what? Maybe that's what it is. Huh? <laughs> but it's always a pleasure being here. I mean, seems like it's more like a. It's trying to be more of a regular than anything now. Yeah, you turn it into regular. Good so is that, stop me by the gearbox. Whoa, does that mean I'm gonna be getting paid
0: now no, for, no, no? there's no there's no financial compensation okay. for this.
1: I figured I'd try.
0: I'd say I was sorry, but I'm not you give for a free diag, so I figured you do this for free.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Just use a little bit of your heart. A right, you little me. bit of your okay. heart you were oh, talking okay. about. This. Okay. just use a little bit of that. You got me, you got me, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I could do that.
0: I may have to be charging you for the booth time, though, to be honest. So there'll there'll be a bill in the mail.
1: All right. (laughs) I'll put it on your tab. Don't worry about it. You know what? The bottle was good enough, man. appreciate that. (laughs) I'll
0: just make sure I keep the bar stocked for you.